Hey everyone, my name is Dr. Dolores Tarver. I'm a licensed psychologist here in Georgia and it is time for the TT Time with Dr. Tarver. It's a wellness-based podcast. It is not intended to be a relationship, a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health provider. So we're still rocking these mini mental health moments. I took a little break last week because I had a good bit going on, but you can check out Running Interference who's holding you accountable and our goals don't align that I recorded in the earlier part of this month. And then I'm going to drop some of those extra episodes this month that I can get a chance to do last week in the next couple of weeks. All right. So um, today we're going to be talking about why sometimes it is so difficult for us to complete goals because we keep engaging in behaviors that interfere with us being able to reach those goals. Most of the time people are talking to me when they are continuing to see patterns of what they would consider to be self-sabotage behavior when they're trying to reach those goals. And so some of the times what ends up happening for us is, for example, we get involved in a relationship even though we tell ourselves, I have a goal of relationship sobriety, I want to really take some time and heal. Um, and focus on myself and not uh, get in a relationship that's going to interfere with me being able to address those things. And then what? I find myself in a relationship. Um, Or I say, hey, I had this goal of wanting to be able to purchase this home or get a car or get my credit score higher, get some things paid off, and then I'm purchasing things on Karma and PayPal. Um, I'm using Afterpay. I am running the credit cards back up. Uh, I'm taking taking trips because I'm like, oh, I should enjoy myself, right? Um, and then I'm interfering with my ability to meet that goal. And then I'm back in that same cycle again. Now I filed for bankruptcy again. Now I've let a car go back. Um, now I've not been able to maintain this rent for this place in which I was staying because I'm not making good financial decisions, even though that was a goal that I had for myself. It is me saying, hey, I really want to get my cholesterol, my diabetes, my blood pressure better managed. Maybe I want to come off medication or prevent myself from having to get on medication. Maybe I don't like the way I look and so I want to really make some changes in my body and I set these goals. But then I end up only eating a meal per day or eating food with a lot of saturated fat, sodium or sugar. Right, And so I'm not actually engaging in the behaviors that are going to allow me to reach the goal. And then I get upset with myself because I continue to do these things when I know they're not going to give me the outcome I I want. I'm going to the gym once a week or once every couple of weeks or I got that membership um, and I haven't been there in months. Um, Even though I say I have this goal of having a better relationship with food or um, strengthening or stretching or whatever those things may be. Perhaps you are that person that says, I want to have these healthy boundaries, but yet I'm continuing to be the, the bank, first bank of, of trust and, and, and give for people. I'm the fixer. I'm the counselor in the family. I'm coming in early to work. I'm staying late for work. I'm picking up the phone on my off days. I'm answering emails no matter what time of day they're sent. I'm not having any, any shut off boundaries, but I say I'm burned out and I'm going to do different in this new year. Or perhaps you are a person that has made some changes but you, fall, you find yourself falling back into old patterns because now you're fearful about, okay, well, did I make the right decision? That fear of missing out, maybe I'm missing out on something. Maybe that thing wasn't as bad as I thought, that job, that person 
um, that experience wasn't as bad as I thought. So maybe I need to go back and, and, and become a part of that situation again. Because what we know is that what, <laughs> what we know is so hard to let go. Um, so let's talk about strategies. I think it's first important to be able to recognize what our goal interfering behaviors are. Sometimes we are continuing to engage in patterns, but we don't see them. We just recognize we're not meeting the goal. We're consistently experiencing some sabotage. We, we are, are, are comfortable um, uh, in this place of not really being comfortable. Uh, and so maybe we might need for us, in order to be able to understand what those interfering behaviors are, to talk to other people who may be able to offer insight, right? You know how sometimes you can see things in other people that you can't see in yourself? Well, the same is typically true of other people. They may see patterns and behaviors that we don't see, and they may be able to shed some light on like, yeah, you actually consistently do this. I can probably actually chart it down to the minute. Um, and I think that it's necessary for us to identify those interference behaviors because we need to understand how they are stopping us from reaching our goals. What specifically are they doing to put those goals in the chokehold? And so once I figure that out, then I can identify the replacement behaviors because the replacement behaviors are going to fit with the interference behavior, right? And so if I take something away, it's very important I put something in its place, and what we know about when I try to make changes in behavior, I'm going to likely go through some kind of withdrawal, this fear of missing out that I discussed, doubting my choices. And so I need to be able to have counterstatements for those thoughts that tend to lead me to stay in those unproductive behaviors. Um, the, the what ifs, I talk to people about, we live so much in the what ifs that we ignore the evidence of what is, right? And so it's very important for us to be able to recognize what is going on instead of what if because we don't have the capacity to go and see into the future, but we do have the capacity to take the evidence we have received now about who people are, about how a situation turns out when I make the same kind of choices and the same kind of behaviors. I know how that's going to look. I've got that evidence of what is. So let me live in the space of that. I don't like the what is. So what can I do to change the what is? Let me replace those behaviors. So what does that look like? In addition to the counter statements that are allowing me to be able to challenge some of the thoughts that I might have that are unsupported, when people call you, right, so if you're trying to create a boundary, um, and you know that when people call you, they're going to make it about them, um, it's not an emergency, it's a self-serving me kind of thing, then why are you picking up that call, right? And so that may mean that you need to block people, you may need to put your phone on do not disturb, you don't need to be checking your emails while you're on vacation or outside of work hours, you don't need to be answering those phone calls and those text messages outside of work hours, um, you may need to be um, very thoughtful about giving people the ability to do things, right? So sometimes we are hoarding positions and talents and skills because we think that'll stop people from replacing us. It doesn't. But what it does do is it sets you up to be the person that everybody has to call. And if that's an issue for you, if you really find yourself wanting to hold on to that position because you want to be able to have that notoriety and feel important and valuable, come on plug for therapy. That may be something you need to really work on in therapy. If you find yourself engaging in the unhealthy eating practices, then, hey, I only need to have healthy snacks in the house. I can't have that stuff that I know I'm going to binge on. Some of us, if we're honest with ourselves, and that's part of those interference behaviors, I'm going to eat that whole thing. So I don't need to have that in my house. 
but I do need to meal prep so I have things already to eat that are healthy. I need to track my food so I can see that what I'm eating is actually going to allow me to meet or not meet my goal. There are a lot of different apps where you can put what you're eating, all of its protein, its saturated fat, its sodium, all of that in there so you can understand like, hey, I need to reach this amount of calories per day or I need to reduce my salt by this much or my sugar by this much, choose options that have less carbs, then I can do that so I can stay on track and recognize that the foods that I think may be healthy are not um, because now I'm actually seeing what they actually have in them. That's when I get that workout buddy. That's when I get that writing coach. I go on a writing retreat. I secure a financial planner. I get that attorney. Some of you are in marriages and you have been separated for 10 years. You've been separated longer than you were married, but you have not went ahead and pursued that divorce. So go ahead and get that consultation. I know that you're afraid. Uh, wait, so if I, if I divorce this person, I won't have anybody, but ask yourself if you have this person now. Are they available in that way now? And if they truly are your, are your friend, and for most of you, that's not your situation. But if they truly are your friend, then being your friend isn't going to change because you're no longer married. Now, I do understand that for a lot of you, um, you don't like to get to that uncomfort stage. That discomfort part for you is when you'll start to fall back into those old patterns. And so here again is that plug for therapy. Get in there and work through why you have a hard time sitting in discomfort being able to keep those boundaries and maintain them because you're afraid that people will abandon you. They will leave you. They've already abandoned you. They've already left you. You've been in this relationship for 12 years with this person and they haven't committed to you. Um, in fact, they are still married. They aren't even uh, in a position to be single, so they can't be with you anyway. But here you all have been together for 12 years and you're looking for something this person cannot give you set them and yourself free, right? And that's the boundary piece. But that means that I need to have something else to do. Meaningful purposeful activity. I may need a hobby, a craft, a project. I may need to spend that time with friends, get a pet. I may need to engage in self-soothing behaviors. Maybe I do some grounding, meditation, some music, some art. Because in the wee hours of the night, and that's so very important, is to understand what times of the day and what are triggers for you to be more likely to engage in these destructive behaviors. For some of us, us that's at night, because that's when we got that time, there's nothing to really distract us. And so that's when we're on these shopping apps, which we need to remove from our phones and block all of the pop-ups and the messages and the emails and get off their listserv. So we need to, don't need to know when they drop the newest thing that I don't need in the first place, because again, I'm trying to get my credit in order, right? So sometimes during the nighttime is when we struggle because our mind is more active, but we're not necessarily doing anything. And so that nighttime routine might be very important for you in terms of what you put in place at night to address that loneliness, to address um, that those thoughts racing about you not feeling like you're enough or you can't do it, um, the things that talk you out of actually moving and progressing in the areas where you want to grow. Okay, so what are you saying, Tarver? Sometimes. Reaching our goals requires us to sit in discomfort and to challenge these behaviors that are interfering with us being able to reach our goals. You got this. Be well.